Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We sat down with the Jiu-Jitsu Boyos. Now, we sat down with my coach, Shannon White, and also Ben Cena. Now, both of them have been on the show before, so if you've not heard their stories, please go back and check those out now. The main reason we wanted to do this episode is recently, Ben went out to Vegas and competed in the IBJJF Masters Worlds uh, for the gi, not the no gi. And it was very interesting that he chose to do that. It's a huge tournament, uh, especially with not a whole lot going on in the past couple of years because of all the shutdowns and the quarantines and all that kind of stuff. So it was a big thing for the gym to send someone out to Worlds. It was very awesome to see him go out there and compete. And we wanted to catch up with him now that he's back and kind of talk about the tournament and see how he did. It was it was definitely a great conversation. And I definitely am looking forward to going back and listening to this one again. So please, without any further ado, sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us the Jiu-Jitsu Boyos, my coach and owner of True Art Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Mr. Shannon White. What's going on, guys? It's good to be back. Thanks for listening. And we also have back with us uh, one of our regular Jiu-Jitsu guests, Mr. Ben Cena. Hey, guys. What's going on? Now, Ben recently uh, went out to Worlds, uh, well, Old Fogey Worlds, Masters Worlds, and competed, and he just got back. So we wanted to do a recap of uh, the tournaments and what was going on. And dare I say, Ben had a good time. It was a good showing for the gym, uh, even though you were the only person from our gym specifically, but you were out there with uh, the TAC team, the team that we compete for. And... um, I don't know. Let's let's just get into it. So I guess the real question becomes is what made you decide to want to go to Masters Worlds? Because before you had, I mean, obviously for people who haven't heard Ben before, he's been on the show a couple of times. Go back, listen to his old episodes. You'll get kind of his background. And you've done some regional uh, tournaments, not just local, but big regional tournaments, mm-hmm. according, uh, yep. including... Uh, what was the big one? Fight to Win? Fight to Win and Chicago Open were the two most right? recent. Yeah. Where you had to be like invited... To the the fight to win, essentially, yeah. right? You couldn't just yeah, sign you had up to be and selected. Go. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a big deal. So what made you want to go to Masters Worlds? Um, I mean, honestly, I got a little hyped when John was getting ready for Pans. Okay. So uh, one of our other uh, jujitsu competitors here, he went down to Pans in Florida, but he was in the adult division because, well, he's still a youngin, right? Sure is. Um, but yeah, just like watching him get ready and and watching like, even though he was he was sick, uh, he. Refuses to admit that it was COVID, but it was probably COVID. Um, <laughs> just watching him get ready, go through that process, it kind of like rekindled a little bit of com- uh, competitiveness. So, I was like, you know I, what? I you would know? say the whole gym was kind of up 
to get yeah. him ready to go because it's we're a small gym here. Yep. We, we all we all can kind of compete together. So everybody's in here working hard, getting him ready. So it kind of got you excited again about competition. Yeah, exactly. Kind of brought the level of the room up a little bit in terms of the intensity. Um, and I I know it's kind of like my vegetables right now. I I know I need to compete. It's it's good for me. It it's a level setting exercise as well. Um, and it was it was time. It had been what since pre COVID. I mean, obviously nobody was really competing last year. Yeah, because everything was shut down because of COVID. Yep. So this year they opened things back up in 2021. So things were starting to kick more back into getting out there. But most of it was honestly just local stuff, right? I mean, yeah. there wasn't too much going on regionally unless you were like the very high levels. Right. So as opposed to going to, you know, Chicago where we've we've gone before and done really well. Um, I think Master of Worlds was just, it was kind of a whim, like, hey, let's take a shot at this. Let's see, let's see really where we're at. Um, now, was so, that a, was that a mental thing on your behalf, wanting to see where you were at? Or was it just like, hey, feasibly, I want to compete in IBJJF because it's the biggest, you know, competition venue in the world, realistically, for jujitsu. And it's like, okay, there's not much going around me locally. There's this going on in Vegas, which is Master's Worlds. So I'll just go do that one because it's available or... Yeah, it kind of lined up really well with with what I'm doing uh, program wise outside of the gym. You know, lifting. Um, I was starting to to get into um, more of like a peaking phase anyway. Uh, so it lined up really well. And let's be honest, it was a weekend in Vegas, which turned into five days in Vegas, <laughs> which so, is always fun. Yeah, you know, worst case scenario, you lose, and you you know you're out there. I was out there Tuesday through Sunday, so that's one bad day out of five. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was the logic. Okay. So, uh, how are you getting yourself ready to go to this big of a competition? Because this is obviously the biggest one you've been to. Yeah. So, how did you get yourself ready? Um, I kind of left that in Shannon's hands. Uh, I have pretty bad performance anxiety. Okay. Um, so, the less I thought about it, the better. Uh, the only thing that... So, for you, you just wanted to come into the gym, whatever Shannon said to do, you were going to do, and then it's just... Let, let whatever happens, happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, you know, it, it was definitely, you know, Shannon definitely guided us really well. He knew we were all pretty ha- amped up already from John. Um, yeah, because so, the room has been on a high for a while. Oh, yeah. So, you know, coming into it, I was expecting like eight weeks of just ball busting. And it was, I think it was like four, right? Yeah. So, we we probably trained total about four weeks, four and a half weeks. Um just doing mostly, you know, in that time frame, you really don't have a lot of time as a as a competitor, and as a coach, it's not a lot of time to really help instill new techniques, exactly and stuff like that, right? You're, basically, you're just right. working on your game plan. Right. What we're going to focus on? Let's get in bad positions. Make sure we yeah. can get out. Do that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is not the time to be learning new guards, no. new offense, like no. new defense. None of that shit. Yeah, you're pretty much just sharpening the tools that you know you already have. But it's it's a lot of mental reps. That's the big thing. Is you know, what do you mean by that? A mental rep is like, you know, you start in a position and, you know, let's just say like, you know, for Ben, you know, we did like positional training, which was, you know, let's have him on the bottom of side control. and Which uh, for a big guy is one of the worst places yeah. you could be. Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. And you have a minute. You got to escape, get to a guard and sweep. Now, is he going to be able to do that in a minute? Sometimes. I mean, so, but the, the point of it is that it puts you in that mindset of, 
uh, if I get out of here, I need to start, I need to get to a guard and be able to sweep and get up. So like, if it doesn't happen, mental reps come in where like, this is what I could have done different. And when I escape, this is the guard that I'm going to try to get to. So you just replay that, that, uh, sequence over and over again in your mind to where your body will just move automatically. So, you know, it happens a lot. Like when these guys, like, you know, in one of the matches, like he got put in single leg X, he put the knee on the chest, stepped out of the position. And it wasn't like he thought about it. You know what I mean? He had just done that so many times exactly. in, in training that his body just reacted, which is, which is really what you want. Um, but yeah, it was about four and a half weeks of just doing a lot of positional training. Um, now, obviously you'd been in the gym for months leading right. up to this. Yeah. So it's not like you had any kind of time off or you were prepping or winding up or down or anything. And it was, no, it's, you were just coming in and doing your normal stuff anyway. And then you've got these four and a half weeks to really fine tune things and really kind of get you ramped up. Right. Like I said, like I was saying, I, I was kind of coming into a peaking phase anyway in lifting. Um, so I was already ramping up. Uh, I was already in pretty good shape. My lungs were feeling good. Um, so yeah, it was, it was more so like Shannon was saying the, the mental part where like you don't give up points. Like, you know, when we're playing in here, you know, right now, like my game is completely different than when I'm competing in here. I'm letting people sweep me. I'm exploring different positions. When we were getting ready, it was, oh, fuck no. I'm, I'm anchoring. You're not, you're not moving. You're not sweeping me. I'm passing you and that's it. Yeah. I don't care what, what your rank is. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're a black belt or a white belt. I'm going to smash you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was, different. Well, that, different, that was yeah. the interesting thing because obviously you've got your main training partner who's Devin, who's been yeah. on the show before a handful of times. And and you you and he go like back and forth and you have great rounds, but you know each other so well that it's it's a little bit more di- – I guess it's, it's different in those rounds because, again, you guys know each other so well. Whereas I, I saw personally, obviously with a knee injury, sitting off to the yeah. side watching for the for the past few few weeks here, it's like when you, you guys were, were ramped up, you would pull yeah. over. Anybody was essentially your size. Yeah. It, it wasn't so much about their belt – you know, because like we we got, we got a bunch of upper belts, but not your size. So right. the guys who are your size are mostly white and blue belts, like and Devin. Realistically, that, that's yep. really about it. So it's like you were pulling those guys over to get good looks just for guys your size. And it was interesting because you know some of them were are giving you a lot of hell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they, they had a lot of scrap to them, even though obviously they're just they're new. They're white belts. We mean a couple of them are blue belts, but yeah. I mean, it's not like you had like world champs to fucking train against. I mean, that, that's right. like we're we're a small gym here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like our 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 big white belts are monsters. Gibby, Gibby's a monster. Brian, Neptune, Neptune, like all those guys were instrumental. And it was more so understanding how to load that much load onto my hips and not get crushed. Yeah, if yes. you can move those guys around who are. It's like I always attribute. It's like it's like a donut on a bat. You know what I mean? When you when you warm up and you swing the bat and you got the weight on it, and you take the weight off, it feels light. Is it lighter than normal? No, it just feels that way. So it's kind of like when you grapple someone who's you know, let's say you're 200 pounds and you grapple a dude that's 240. If you're able to invert and move them around and float on, like if you can pick them up physically and make them float in the air, when you pick up a dude that's 200 pounds, they feel like they weigh like 170. You know, so it's just, it's, you're kind of finding that gauge of where that threshold is of weight because. And not to mention Gibby and Neptune were wrestlers. Yeah. So they've got incredible bases. They know how to grapple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're strong. They're athletic. They know, I mean, they're very. They're still learning jujitsu, but they've been grappling for a long time. They understand gravity. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, if you can move those guys around that are that size, 
You know what I mean? It's it's a little bit easier, you know, especially if you catch people in positions and they don't know what they are. You know, if you catch someone in like worm guard or lapel guard or, you know, uh, seated X. It's happened a couple of times. Yeah. And they don't know what it is. Their size doesn't really matter all that much because they feel very light because they don't know what the position is. So maybe they don't know what to do. Like there was a position in the finals where Ben caught the guy in worm guard and the dude put both his knees like to the outside of the position. So literally when he just opened the lapel up, the dude fell over. Like he, he had no chance of getting up because he had probably never been put in that guard before. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we play this guard all the time on each other, so we know how to kill it. We know how to get out of it. So it's it's different, you know, if a guy is big, but he's unaware of what's happening. Yes. You can feel light. Like, there are certain guys, in, especially in the gym, like, like let's. I always like to use Plazic as an example. Like, he's not a physically big guy. But if he yeah, gets... Yeah, because he weighs 145, 150 right. pounds. But if he's tiny. He, but now 155 because he, he's yeah, fat. He's fat now. <laughs> Yeah, he's so fat. But, but if he gets you in certain positions, he feels very strong. Because he knows how they work. Like, he, he feels very strong in certain positions. But in others, not so much. But I think everyone's that way. Yeah, of know? course. Every, not everyone's strong everywhere. Of course. There's nothing you can do about that. No. I was giving Holly shit not too long ago because she was doing some move called the thigh master or some shit. <laughs> where, like, you, like, lay on somebody's chest with your back, essentially, and, like, hold their arms and legs or whatever. I don't know exactly what it was. I was like, yeah, fucking try that on me and see if that works. That's not going to work for shit. Right. But granted, I weigh in kilos what she weighs in pounds. Right. So it's not exactly yeah. fair. Right. But... Right. You know, it's like, again, when, when she's on top, like, she's fucking still hard to move because she knows how to anchor herself right. down and it's tough. So I get it. So we're, when you were doing those rounds with the white belts, the blue belts, like, were these rounds that you were setting up, Shannon? Yeah. Or was it just, hey, you're going to fight these guys because they're your size? Or was it specific, no, I'm going to work on this thing with this person, this thing with that person, or how did that all work? Yeah. It's very specific to uh, what that person is good at. So, like, I'll let, like RJ, for example, I'll have him come in and do like a side control position with him because he's very hard to move in side control. Like if RJ gets you in side control on top, he's very, very hard to escape from. So uh, like if I want to do a round that's like two minutes where I want a lot of scrambling, I'll put Dustin out because Dustin's very, very hard to control. Yeah. Um, he's very hard to control. Okay. Um, so, so, you, so you were kind of picking these rounds for Ben. Based on Because there was what lots of times where you would have everybody sit against the wall, mm-hmm. and Ben was going to be out there simulating a fight, so you can yeah. kind of get used to that right. atmosphere yeah. of everybody sitting there cheering on, right. yelling and screaming, kind of get, get, again, those mental reps. So like, hey, yeah. it's nothing different than what we've done in the you gym. You try to right. mimic competition the best you can. They're, they're the perfect way of putting it. Absolutely. Okay. So, so we got all that going. So training's going well. Again, you can like like Shannon said earlier. Like you can only push it for so long because you just you get too beat up and yeah, burn out. You right. risk so, the point of injury. I mean, and it becomes almost like a burden, not something you look forward to. When you do something for like two months, three months, it's like, dude, it it becomes almost like a job, and you almost get to a point. Isn't where you that don't look okay to for it. a big tournament like that? I don't think so. No. No, you still want to have that playful mindset of looking yeah. forward to coming to the gym, yeah. and it's different. I think it's different when you're like 20, and this is you know, and you want to be a black belt world champion. That's like, a good this point. Yeah, you, you know, we're hobbyists. Trying, yeah, this yeah. isn't our job. Yeah, no, this is. I mean, that, that's the reality. I of got it. you. Okay, and I think that. I mean, we still take it serious. Of I course, mean, of course, of course. But at the same time, it's not the same as like you know an adult that's doing, you know, three times, like training three times a day, jiu-jitsu, doing strength conditioning, running, you know, doing all these things, and they're only focused. They don't have day jobs. Like, they just... You wouldn't be able to. Yeah, exactly. They don't They don't have the time. They, they I mean, they have the time. They just don't want to do it because they want to focus on jiu-jitsu. So, and I think at that point, yeah, but 
I think you can still get a lot of uh, preparation and what you need in a short amount of time if you do it right and you and you kind of understand, you know, what you need to be working on and simulating what competition is going to be like in your gym. That's that's the easiest way for me to kind of describe getting ready to compete. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that would argue that. And there's people that, that train for months and months and months leading up to things and it works for them. I, I just, for me, I don't find that training for two, three months hard preparing is going to do much more than training for like four or five weeks. Like, I just don't, I don't see the benefit of that. I see that you're going to get worn down. You're going to get injured. I mean, the, the possibility of injury is much greater. Of course. I mean, your body's going to break down. You know what I mean? You can, you just, I don't know. And I think we ran irritated. I think we ran into that little bit of that at Chicago because mm-hmm. we, we, uh, the last Chicago Open we did, we did what an eight week camp for everybody, yeah. and that was towards the end. That was, that was just too much. rough, dude. It's just long, man. I like, didn't want to show up to the gym. I was yeah, just tired of it. Yeah, I just wanted to compete and be done with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you had you had this quick prep and a lot of tough rounds in the gym. Um, you were yeah. working your ass off in here. That was that was for damn sure. Um, how did you feel going in? Were you beat up? Were you rested? Did you I mean, did you feel solid? How were things going mm-hmm. into Worlds? I was a little injured, but I mean, you're always banged up for I mean, training. You're never going to be 100%. Yeah, it is what I, it is. I felt pretty good. Um, I got, I was a little sick uh, two weeks out, so I was really worried about my lungs, uh, having the cardio. Um, it cleared up within like a couple of days. That's good. But uh, yeah, I felt pretty good. Um, I knew the traveling was going to screw me up. It, you know, it's a three-hour time difference for us. And, and, and originally, you were planning on going out to train with Mark in Chicago, yep. which is your instructor, Shannon. Yep. And you're going to train with him for a little bit because he was going out to Worlds. You're going to go out with to Worlds with him. Yep. Crash with a, him in the hotel and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then he had a really good brown belt that was a he was a two seventy pounder, so yeah, ultra heavyweight. So get some good rounds in up there with another skilled heavy guy. Yeah. But you decided not to do that because you wanted to again. Be as fresh as you could off of the travel and not be worn out from having already traveled for a few days before getting out to world. Yeah, like I like my routine. So like I'll get up, go to the gym, sit down, eat my first breakfast. Hour later, <laughs> hour Shannon's, later, Shannon's second shaking breakfast. his head over here. <laughs> you know. Who has two breakfasts? Listen, hobbits. <laughs> Who has two breakfasts? Two forty doesn't happen by itself. <laughs> two breakfasts, two breakfasts, two lunches, and a dinner. Um. But yeah, like I, I just had my routine. This is when I like to eat. This is, you know, this is when I go to bed. This is when I wake up. This is what I do every day. Um, you know, I took the the time off from work. Uh, just the, to not have the stress. Yeah, but I still worked, you know, just to keep yeah. the routine. Okay. Um, did like a half day. If anyone really bothered me, I just said, you know, I'm on, PT- I'm on PTO. Go away. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I tried to keep as much of a routine as I could. You know, that's why I said, eh, I'm, I'm just going to fly out the Wednesday before. Uh, and then compete on Thursday. So, that was, so, so the day before. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that way I'm fresh and, you know, as close to normal as possible. Okay. So you, you get out there, you get registered, you do all that kind of stuff. I assume mm-hmm. it's a zoo and a shit oh, show. First day, but, for sure. But Mark has been there numerous times, so he knows what to do. Yep. So he was probably your handler telling you what to go, like where to go, what to do, all that kind of good stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's got to be super helpful. Yeah, he gave probably the best advice because uh, it's it's in the desert. We're in Vegas. Uh, super dry air. So the first thing he says to me when he get when we get to the venues, he goes, go find somewhere quiet, do some wind sprints, get your lungs burning. And that was huge just because I, I didn't think about it. Like 
if I just stepped out there and I was just like, all right, I broke a sweat. I'm good. You know, I, and that first burn of lungs hit, oh God, that would have sucked. So, so this being the day of competition, day of, yes, getting yourself warmed up and ready to go. Yeah. Okay. So you had how many people in your uh, age group and weight class? Uh, 28. All right. And you are a master's one. Yes. Uh, brown belt. Yes. In the super heavyweight division. Fuck yeah. Which is one other than the unlimited ultra super ginormous ultra, fat ass, which, yeah. which is my weight class. Uh, uh, 222 is the cap on it's, that. It's yeah. ultra. Then you had to weigh in in your gi. Yes. Correct. All right. So you were, you were hovering right around there, but you had to... Kind of like make sure you weren't going to go over, but I think you were pretty solid yeah, when you I, went out there. So you weren't worried about weight. I stepped on the scale at 217. Yeah. So you were a few pounds under, could, could have afforded to yeah. have some more liquid and if you needed to or what have you. So which is perfect because you don't want to be super dehydrated, obviously, because there's no right. time to rehydrate. Yeah. It's not like weightlifting, like whereas I had a, a two hour weigh in. So you got time to eat and get some. You know, liquid in you and do that kind yeah. of stuff. Granted, me as an ultra fat ass, it didn't matter because it just, you know, <laughs> I was never going to make the weight class down. So that was no problem in weightlifting. Yeah. But, all right, so there's 28 guys. You, uh, it was broken up into different brackets, right? Yeah, it was two brackets. Yeah, two brackets. Okay, so so how does that all work out with, with the matches? So you would have to, it's a random draw, right? Uh, they seed based on the points you accrue over the course of the year. Okay. Um, really, it only affected like the top five guys. Okay. Yeah. Who, who had been competing at these higher level they competitions? Had, they had competed more frequently to accrue gotcha. more points. So, so it's just because they were at local tournaments, so, not local, these like regional right, big tournaments. Opens. Yeah, yeah, to to have some sort of basis to know where they're. Everybody else yeah. is just probably just random in there. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was the twenty fifth seed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you just got put into a bracket and you just kind of fight your way to the middle. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon, help me out here. Was there was like four different segments to it, right? Right. So. You're just going to fight through your bracket into the middle. It's right. just kind of how that worked, right? Yeah, so what they do is uh, when you get put into a bracket of that size, they have to put it to where it boils down to four people. And then obviously it goes to two, and then obviously that's the final. So what they'll do is is with the two brackets, you'll fight through your bracket, and essentially when you get to the final of your bracket, that's your semifinal match because they don't do – any consolation. So a consolation would be like if someone lost in the first round, they have a chance to come back through the bracket and battle yeah, the third. It's, it's one and done if you one lose. One and done. Yeah, exactly. There's no coming back. Uh, so what they do with those separate brackets is it breaks up time. So it allows for multiple matches to go on. You know, maybe sometimes they don't even do them on the same mat. Sometimes they'll do them adjacent to each other, like right next to each other across, so they can kind of move it faster. Uh, but yeah, once the uh, First and second bracket, you know, depending upon how many there are, how many are in the division, if there's two brackets, once the bracket completes and a guy wins his side, then he goes to the finals. And so if the guy at the top, whoever won at the top, got all the way through, he goes to the finals. The guy on the bottom goes to the finals. So they fight each other. Yes. And that uh, determines first and second, second place. Right. But in these tournaments, because there's so many matches, there's no they third. actually don't fight for third. Yeah. There's no third place bout. They just give you it. So two guys stand on third. So so basically, if you're at the right. top of your bracket and you're coming through, yeah. then, then you can actually You have get to make it to that. the semifinals. Yeah. Yeah. You have to make it to the semifinals. But you don't actually get, get to fight off no. for that medal. You both it's, get a medal. Yeah. Which both I, guys which get a bronze. I think's gay. But I, I understand why they do it because in every division for every right. weight class and yep. every belt, it's like there's so That's many matches. matches. I mean, it would it would double the amount of time they'd have to be there. I mean, That's a l- long, literally. It's, yeah, with all the divisions. Because it's not just doing adult. You're talking all the master's divisions. Yes. Like, and, and, you know, master's starts 
the year you turn 30 to 34, that's Masters 1. It goes all the way until... And the Masters 2 is the next five yeah, years. Yeah, next, yeah. 3 is the next five yeah, so years. 34 and so to 39, so you, know, you know, 35 to 39, and then 40 to 44, and then 45 to 49, 50 to 54, 55 to 59, and then on yeah. and on and on and on and, and not on. to mention... Every weight class, every belt. So you yeah, can't do all those matches. Lot. I get it. So that makes sense. So so in a, in a perfect day, you'd have had to win, you know, like three or four or five matches or whatever it was. It was to, five, five to, to, five five to win. Five, five to get all the way through, yeah. right? So it was funny because, like, I actually had the day off of work, <laughs> and I was I, I called coach, and I said, hey, like, are, are you going to be at the gym? Like, can we, can we watch it there? Like, I don't have flow grappling, so I wouldn't be able to watch. He's like... I'm not. I got. I got to be at the house. And I was just like, "Well, come on over." So, okay, sweet. So, I was over at the house. And we were watching the matches, and like we were, we were just shitting our pants. It was great. <laughs> it was it was so much fun watching you compete. Uh, so, so obviously, run us through kind of how you felt coming into your first match, and how that went. Uh, the first match. Um, well, I assume you probably had the most nerves coming into that. Yeah, not really. It hadn't really? hit yet. Okay. It hadn't really hit yet. Um, I was feeling pretty good. Um, I had good warm up. I was pouring sweat already. Uh, that's not a big challenge, but, um, stepped on the scale. Mark was in my ear most of the time, you know, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of time to think in the bullpen. My guy for the first match was already in the bullpen. So as soon as I weighed, weighed in and they said, Hey, you're good. Go follow Matt eight. Um, I was just out there. Um, and that, God knows how long that guy had been standing in there. I know. You know what I mean? He'd yeah. probably been standing in there, like, amping himself up, amping himself up for – he could have been in there for 20 minutes and then just adrenaline dumped. Yeah. Because he'd been in there for so long. Oh, yeah. Getting worked up. It could have been. Yeah. You never then, know. You know, you just walk in, get on the scale, and they're like, all right, we'll go over there to that mat. All right, perfect. You, you know, you haven't had yep. that time. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't really have a whole lot of time to think. Um, Which is probably to your benefit. Absolutely. Uh, I tried to do that on purpose. Well, yeah, with, um, with the performance anxiety, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, with that anxiety, it's just knowing how to manage it. Yes. So, you know, he was much bigger than me. He was much more physically imposing than I was. I was one of the smaller guys in the bracket. Um, kind of on purpose. I like to You kind faster. of do that going in, yeah. Yeah. Um, Most of those guys are going to have to cut probably 10, 15 pounds to make weight, I would assume. Yeah. But I got a hold of him and he was not strong. Like, I, I was definitely stronger than him, 100%. So, pulled guard, just got right to my game. Which, dare I say, is not a big guy move. No. Um, it caught the first two guys by surprise. They weren't ready for me to pull guard. Um, so, you know, won that one, what, 21 nothing. Yeah, uh, there was a molly whop in for sure. Yeah. It was definitely a good match. It was a good way to start off. Yeah, right. That was yeah. like the best opponent to start off to get your game going, yep. to find your timing, to get your grips right. And a lot of, like... A lot of finding, and we kind of we kind of touched on this already, is this idea of finding the weight that you're the most comfortable with. Like, yeah, you may be small for the weight in terms of like your physical weight and size, but it's all strategy. So like, you know, you can, you know, let's say guys are coming down from 230, 232, 235 to super heavy, so they weigh in 222. But if they're not, you know, if they're not athletic, if they're kind of strong, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, because they might be technically yeah. a little bit stronger. Yeah. But dare I say, it's not going to be enough to make a difference. It's not going to be enough to make a difference when you can put them in positions where their strength doesn't matter. Right. Like, okay. a lot of the times I would try to invert, and they had no fucking They're like, clue what, what is to happening do with Honestly, here? that was probably the biggest thing that I, I noticed, like, watching the matches, is that these guys didn't know what to do with you. 
Mm-hmm. Because they're probably used to being big guy on top smash. Yeah, yeah. you Close pulled guard, you pulled guard. guard and put them in stuff they didn't know how to get out of. Yeah, you swept them, got on top, and then they were like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and now it's big guy on top smash. Yeah, mm-hmm. other way around. Right. And yeah, and I mean, they you, they were not used to being there. You could yeah. tell. That's a that's a huge testament to like the guys that we train in here because I'm so like I was so comfortable inverting under two twenty guys like in here I'm inverting under fucking Tony and and Gibby and it's like those are two sixty. Yep. And pressure. God yeah, lots damn. of wrestling there. So so just being used to that pressure, again, coming back, it doesn't matter how what your rank is in here. As long as you fight hard, who cares? You know, you can help anyone get ready. So Okay, so you you roll through the first guy, you mollywop him. Do you get excited? Do you do anything? Or is it kind of like, no. okay, I expected to be here. This is cool. Like, let's keep rolling and see where we go. Yeah, it, so <laughs> I, I had baby steps in my head um, in terms of how I wanted the bracket to go. My first goal, don't go, don't go one and out, right? So I hit that, and then I was like, okay, cool, let's let's see where this is going. And then Mark kind of came over and he goes, hey, like that's proof right there. You don't, this stage is not too big for you, you know. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing, you'll do fine. Um, and then he he kind of yelled at me a little bit. He was like, you know, twenty one nothing looks good on the scoreboard. It means you didn't control him well enough. It means he could get his guard back. It means you, yes, you passed him again. Yes, you mounted him again, but. Um, you need to work on controlling him more. Okay. Don't give them an inch. Makes sense. If you fuck up and they're they're slick, they'll catch you. I was like, okay. Okay. Um. So then coming into the second one, uh, this guy, I think his coach kind of got in his ear a little bit. I was like, hey, don't engage his guard very much. Uh, pick your shots, whatever, however he said it. Um. And uh, I had a real hard time sweeping him. He stayed away from me a lot. His posture was really good. Um. I've eventually gotten kind of broken down. I think it was like four minutes or so left. Uh, how, long, his, how long were the rounds? Six minutes. Six minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you're, so you're two minutes in. And, and yeah, four you, minutes in. I had oh, two minutes to work. Oh, 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 okay. You're four minutes in. Okay, yeah. so two-thirds of the way through. And I think that's the one we both got double stalling calls on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, he felt stronger than uh, the first guy, so I wasn't as aggressive okay you weren't trying to uh, rush anything yeah exactly crazy. just trying to be tire smart him out. same same tactic i use for for the big guys in here uh just hang on them tire them out and then with yeah. like two minutes left we'll start implementing so that's pretty much what we did um i got to two on one sleeve grips pulled his arm across he made the mistake of reaching for my head with his free arm uh and was able to kind of walk myself up to a high guard and then transition to an arm bar from there um so that was that one, just knowing that I could snap that armbar in pretty much any time I wanted, again, a good a good confidence booster. The problem was, uh, after that, when I walked back to the bullpen, holding on to him for so long, my legs started to cramp up. Both of them. Okay. Right in the quad, right in the hips. Um, so just trying to stay loose throughout that the rest of the time was, was the biggest issue. Okay. Now, with, with that match in particular, mm-hmm. it almost looked like he had tapped, but the ref didn't see it. No, that was the that was the semi. Was different one. Final. Okay, different one. Okay. Yeah. It, everybody saw that tap. Okay. I was going to say, it was one of them that was stuck I in my head. I thought he tapped verbally. I think he, he, I thought yelled, he like, yelled and, yelled, and yeah, then he, he hit. Ah, tap. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, because like, I was asking coach, I'm like, okay, obviously we expected you to win your first match. We just mm-hmm. did. You know, like we're, we, we didn't figure you'd go one and out. Like we yeah. didn't figure that was going to happen. And then. Like we were hoping you were going to win the second, and then like anything past that seemed like a bonus. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, you looked dominant in your first one, which was good. Like, you got a submission in the second, which was great. So now we're we're on to the the next guy, mm-hmm. which obviously was what the 
the two seeds. So the number two seeds. This, this yeah. was the big boy that everybody was worried about because of the points. But again, well, this they, is the, they don't this mean is the a time. Yeah, this is the match that gets you over the hump. Yeah. Right? yeah. This is the match that gets you onto the podium. In any match, regardless of the division, you, if if you get to the quarters, you're going to run into someone tough. Like, you're going to run Which into... Which that a, makes sense. Yeah, okay. You, to get to I, get I didn't the think po- about it like as, as a bracket went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to run into someone tough in the quarters yeah. either somebody that beat the first the yeah. one seed or the two seed or the, or the yeah. one and two seed right um yeah and he was from checkmat you know a real big real good organization um and he was he was probably the hardest match i'd say okay um he pulled on me which was i was not ready for uh i gave up the sweep because I honestly wasn't ready for it, and I didn't need him snapping something down on me. Exactly. Because there's so much time left to work. Yeah. So I gave up the two early. Um, well, it's, it's then, funny because uh, here, when you're back home, you were like, oh, I bet your coach is freaking out. And I was like, no. He was like, okay, no, we're down two. It's no worries. we got plenty yeah. of time. He's, he's literally like talking like like you were like on the mats, like right in front of us, obviously. We're, yeah. we're on the TV. But he's like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. It's no worries. We got this. I like, calm down. So I think he swept me right into single X, if I remember right. Um, which is where I was trying to get the entire tournament. Uh, so it was it was pretty much game over in terms of sweeping back from there. Um, I think I came up right into a pass, uh, which again that's just from the mental reps of like, all right, well we dump him on his butt, we come up, we do our long step out, you know, we're stuck to the side, glue the hips down, then we go knee on belly, then we mount, and we, you know, we yep. do our thing. Um, that was a really fun match. Uh, towards the end, we ended up in fifty fifty out of a scramble. Uh, and we went back and forth on twos. Uh, so it was like 12, six, uh, (laughs) to be honest, I panicked a little bit in the last like 30 seconds. He started to snap a toe hold down on me. So I just hugged his arm and I was like, fuck it. You're not going to disqualify me in 30 seconds for stalling. So I'm just going to hug your arm. Good luck. And he knew it as soon as I grabbed his arm. Hey, but some of that's playing the game. Yeah. There was a, there was a high level transition though that happened. You know, in that match, like when you when you guys cut grips and both stood up and then made grips and pulled again, like they're like even sweeping him to the mount, like that's a huge, huge transition that most people don't even understand. Like when you get somebody in the mount and you're able to sweep them, you know, or excuse me, in the close guard and sweep them straight to the mount, that's a huge swing. I mean, you're yeah, that does get, not normally no, happen. You get two for the sweep and four for the mount. Like you're going up six points, and that and, and ju- even if the guy escapes, like even if he sweeps you. He's still down four points. Like he has to pass your guard and go neon belly or pass straight into the mount to catch up. So it's a huge swing in terms of points in a match that, you know, six minutes really isn't that much time. And especially if you get swept with like two and a half to go, you really don't have that much time. Yeah. It seems like a long time, but at that kind of level, it's really hard to do anything to somebody. It's just, that's just how it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, there's definitely like what you were saying, talking about, you know, being calm, but that's why you do the positional training a lot is like, listen, there's plenty of time. You know, that's why we do a lot of two, two and a half minute drills is because it gives you time to get set up, but you have to consistently work. You can't sit back in a two minute drill and then say, okay, with 45 seconds left, now I'm going to get set up and try to move because if there's, if you don't get set until there's 20 seconds left, then you're just frantically trying to move and you're not worried about technique. But if you take 30 seconds to get set up, 15 seconds to get in the position you want to be in, you get your grips where you want them, your frames where you want them, you have a whole minute to get up, 
so you can find your timing. You can find like an angle or whatever the case is. But if you have to do it in like 15, 20 seconds, you're more than likely you're just going to start trying to just do whatever. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to let go of everything and just try to get up or do yeah. whatever. And you're Which, gonna, if yeah. you're going to lose anyway, you might as well go for it, right. but you don't want to be in that spot. No, not at all. Yeah. So yeah. so he goes for the toe hold. not a situation hold. you want to find yourself in. Yeah. And you, hunk, yeah. and you hunker down like, fuck you. I'm up yeah. on point. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Sucks yeah. to be you. I'll take another penalty. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, so, then, and then just timed out? Just timed out. Yeah, with yes. him holding my leg, kind of looking at his coach like, well, fuck. Uh, yeah, well, so, he, he gets to go home and you get to go on. That's that's how this works. Yeah, exactly. At that point, Coach and I were shitting our pants. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was throwing shit around the house. I broke a <laughs> ping pong ball on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I had not heard that yet. Oh, yeah. it was funny. And then, and then we had to make a decision because we're at the house and you were doing so well. Like, yeah. well, shit, we don't want to miss yeah. any matches. But we had we had just enough time to either decide, okay, do we wait, watch the next match, and then go to the gym and maybe be late for class because he had a kid's class coming up. Or do we haul ass right now and hope to make right. it on time? And, I th- and we decided to haul ass here. And we made it just as like another match was starting. Yeah. So we just – like we were on the match before yours like came back up. So it was it was perfect timing on our part. <laughs> nonetheless. So uh, after that, you still like cramping up. You're freaking out. Yeah, like I'm, everything. I'm cramping up, but I figured out like – how to at least make it so that by the time so like i had i would get a shot of adrenaline every time we stepped on the mat so like okay all i needed to do was get to the mat and i would be fine so i figured out you know how to shake it out and get it get it loose enough that like when i stepped on the mat i was like okay we're wasn't, fine i don't feel it i felt it the next day well that's but. that's okay that is totally okay because you're not competing so it's it's yeah, already over exactly all right so the next match how uh what, what happened next match uh this guy was bigger he defaulted to the quarters so he was originally uh, his first two opponents like didn't, didn't like show. one didn't sh- yeah they didn't show up. His first opponent didn't show, and then the number one seed didn't show. So he got a bye to the to the first second qualifier. The number one seed was supposed to meet him there, didn't yeah. show, and then he so won. that was so his he, first. Match. That was his first second match. match. Second match. Second match. Okay. And he had a war before that. Like they went hard. Uh, so I felt pretty good considering I was still like pretty fresh. Like my hands started to hurt a little bit, but of that's like. It's arthritis to, it's at this to be point. expected, right? Um, yeah. So, like, I pulled. I think I swept him pretty easily. Um, somehow ended up in mount. Um, you got that same sweep. Yeah. Two I on one, him. Yep. Hodger Gracie swept him right to the mount. Yep. And then uh, I started to work my my legs up. Um, got his hands extended out over his head and started to snap down a straight armbar. Um, and his other hand was trapped between me and him. And I made a boo boo. Um, I felt him fluttering his fingers to tap because I snapped the, the armbar in pretty tight. And I looked at the ref and I go, he's tapping, which you're not supposed to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> he uh, he could have jacked me up right there and said, no, I didn't. And what, that dis- disqualify? I mean, it's, it's only, they only will normally disqualify you if you say he's out. Like if you're choking them and you say he's out and you let go. Like they stop and let go and he's fine. But in that situation, it's more, it's not so much, a, it's obviously not a choke, it's an arm lock. So they have the opportunity to kind of look at the position and good on his opponent's part because, you know, he held on to the arm, but the dude clearly took his hand out and tapped him. Like, because he loosened okay, up on the position. So that's the one I was thinking he, of. Yeah, he still had his arm tied up and locked up, but he wasn't like crushing it how he could have. And the dude props to him because he took his hand out and was like, "Yeah, tap." Like I, yeah, I tapped. Yeah, I got caught. Yeah, which is cool. Like as he should. Yeah, he should. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, absolutely. Definitely, but there's definitely a lot of people out there. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I've, I've seen people like 
tap and then be like, oh, like the ref didn't stop and the guy will let go and they'll be like, well, I didn't tap. I didn't tap. Yeah, they're just yeah. dirtbags. Yeah, I didn't tap. Like, yeah, what? I, I didn't do that. So, so, so you got a submission. So this, yeah. so this already puts you. Like in the on, on the podium, so that, like yeah, this, so, this, so this, that so was the win here puts you quarters, in into the final. So yeah, now the quarters it's like, put me on the podium, yeah. And then so, to be honest, like walking into that one, I was like, I don't give a shit about. I'm already on the podium. Yeah, yeah. At, this, at this point, it's like you know? the worst you can do is second. Worst I can do is a medal. Yeah, I, so going like, into the semis. Oh, oh yeah. going into this match. Yeah, going I into gotcha. the semis, I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. Like, worst I can do is a medal. Fucking cool. Um. Then with that sub, I got a little amped up. That's when it started to hit. That I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm here. Um, you know, I, I walked over to shake. Um, I forget the dude's name, but his my opponent's uh, coach's hand. And then I saw Mark, and I just got amped. Like we're fucking going. Like one more. You know. So that's when it started. I started to kind of get set. Where I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm in the finals. Like this is fucking cool. Um, and then. Mark gave me a little intel on the guy. He was like, you know, this guy's from Canada. Whatever position you put him in, I don't think he's going to have as sophisticated a game as you. So, like, do your thing. Just keep doing what you've been doing. I was like, okay. Which is good coaching. Yeah. Like, hey, it's fucking working. Don't change a thing. Yeah, exactly. So, this guy was good. He was a scrapper. Um, he, well, he made it to the fucking final, so yeah. you would think he'd be pretty good. He, uh, he didn't give up sweeps very easily. Uh, I had to really impose it. Um, I think we scrambled a couple of times. He scrambled out of a couple of my sweeps. Uh, he pulled guard at first, so I think I gave mm-hmm. up two off the off the rip. Yeah, he again. caught like a seated X position. Yeah, and swept, which was fine. We got him in single leg X and swept back. But there was, like I said, there was a transition that happened where they both stood up. And what Ben did when he cut grips, that allows you to remake grips and pull guard. So Ben had already swept him once, so it's like in in his mind, he's like, okay, well, I can do this again. So they're tied two to two at that point because he swept him. But it was the the knowledge of the rules, yeah. knowing knowing that how to play the instead game. Instead of letting him come up, fuck you! I'm standing up with yeah. you. I'm going to break the know grips, the score. Yeah. which yeah. means that you don't get the sweep, and now yeah. we can reset. and I can come yeah. back. And in. Yeah. luckily, we ran into this almost the exact same uh, situation yeah. two weeks earlier with Ty. Yeah, in the gym where I didn't cut the grip and I sat and I yeah. lost the match because of it. Yeah, because he got two. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, fuck. Gotta we gotta make sure we make cut. Make sure yeah. we cut. But again, that was visualizing and prepping, yep. doing exactly what you should have been yep. doing. So yeah. it's knowing the rules and how to utilize it to your benefit. Okay. So that's 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 fucking great. Yeah. So um ended up uh, this guard. this match is a little bit of a blur, to be honest. If warm, you want to recap yeah. this. Once you pull, we got him in uh you know, we got him in Worm Guard and I was like looking at the position. I'm like, I'm looking at it in real time, and I'm like, oh, this dude's going to get swept to the mount. Like, he's literally just going to lift his elbow up and mount him, and there's nothing this dude's going to do. So essentially what happens in the worm guard position is it's it's a position where you entangle your legs in the lapel around with your opponent's lapel. So what it does in this particular sweep is that it ties your legs up so bad that you physically cannot stop someone from getting on top of you. It's it's a position where like your legs are so entangled that you can't get them underneath of you and stop the opponent from getting on top of you. So that's essentially what happened. The guy had no knowledge of what the position was. Maybe he had seen it, but he had never been in it by somebody. Didn't who know how to deal with but, it. Well, there's somebody that knows how to play it. That's also your physical size. You know, like 
if a guy that's 140 pounds puts you in it and you're 220, it's kind of like, I don't have to know what this is. I can just go, no, and just get out <laughs> of it, right? Whereas if the dude is also 220 pounds, is flexible, is just as strong, if not stronger, and has knowledge of the position, but a lot of knowledge, they're going to move you wherever they want, especially if you don't know what it is. And literally, once he opened his lapel up and sat up, the guy fell right to the bottom, yeah, so- right to the mount. Leading into that worm guard, I actually wasn't planning on playing worm guard. I remember this part specifically. Um, I wanted him to stuff the leg so I could get to my lapel fed through single X. Yeah. Because that's my favorite position. Um, he didn't stuff the leg. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll take worm guard, whatever. And then it's right a very common position that we find ourselves in the gym all the time is when people put us in worm guard, we always step over the hooks. Because we know how to get out of it, or we—it's not that we have like vast knowledge of how to kill it, but we understand how it works, so we know like what to do but and what it's not to do. Because there's people who play it, right? So if you don't learn how to do it, right. you're gonna get swept all the time. I don't think this, yeah, I yeah. don't think this guy had ever been in it, so at least by with someone who knows how to play exactly. it. exactly. So he was like, "Oh, I'll just do this," and at that level, especially with a guy who has a lot of knowledge of how it works, you're gonna get killed. Because this is what we talked about: is you can be big. But if you're big and you don't have knowledge of a position, you feel weak. So for him, he literally, it's kind of funny to watch because he just kind of falls over and then gets mounted. So that's where we talk about. Like you go from two to two, right, to ten to two because, we're I mean, you're scoring two for the sweep, four for the mount. You know what I mean? So you're going up, you know, ten to two in a matter of no time. Yeah. And, you know, now this guy has to just escape. You know, that's all he can do. And then we just stayed in good body position. Like, the mm-hmm. guy would escape. We would get on the back. We'd get the hooks. The guy would, you know, move around. You know, he would regard. You know, it, it, at one point, you know, the guy got, you know, they, they stood him back up on the feet with about 20 seconds to go. That's Mark's, right when I cut my foot. Mark yeah. seemed like he was losing his shit over yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was it was a bad reset. But you know what? At the end of the day, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. You stand up and you deal with it. I mean, You've you yeah. talked about the time. Yeah. Like, you got to outfight the refs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you it's out of your control at that point. If they tell you to stand up, you're not going to argue with them. Like, they're not going to change. Like, stand up, okay. That's fine. Like, there's no, you have to just deal with it. Because sometimes calls aren't going to go your way. So you have to deal with it. So when the guy rushed at him, you just pull guard. The guy tried to go, and I always tell everyone, when there's 20 seconds left, 30 seconds left, and the guy's losing, they're all going to go after your feet. That's all they're going to do. They're going to drop back for straight footlock, drop for toll, go for knee bar, something, because that's their, like, it's like the Hail Mary yeah. of jiu-jitsu, Because right? they don't have enough time to get past your guard. Yeah, they, they haven't, just, listen, don't have you haven't passed my guard in the last five and a half minutes. How the hell are you going to do it now? You know what I mean? Like, you, ha- you haven't been successful this whole time. So they drop back for the foot and just came to the top. Stepped out of the single leg X. The guy should have, like tried to get to the legs. He sprawled, and that was it. That was the end of the match. You know, just the whole time stayed in good position, and that was the big thing. Even like doing the rounds is the the number one thing that that Ben did so well is that we didn't get lulled into a war with someone. Like we're gonna play my game because there were times like when him and Devin spar in the gym. You know what I mean? They try to run at each other's pace and they go to war and they go hard all the time. They beat the shit out of each other. They're going really <laughs> fast, right? Whereas like I always tell them like I don't give a fuck how fast you guys are. I'm not going to run at that pace with you. You are not going to get me to go that fast because I physically can't. I can't keep up with them. So it's like there's no point in me doing that. And when he found that by slowing down because how you roll with Devin it maybe has to be a little different but when you're going with certain people, if you slow down, you have so much more control of them. You mm-hmm. make them work 
so much harder to get out of positions. And even when they do maybe escape side control into the turtle, then you get on their back and they're like, fuck, now I got to get the guy off my back. You know, and then when they get off the back, they're in the mount. And then if they get out of there, they're in a knee cut. And they're constantly in a defensive position. And all you're doing is just making them carry you around, making them work. And they're not able to mount any yep. offense. Yep. And that's literally what happened. Like the guy could a guy literally played defense for four and a half minutes and couldn't get anything going. So when you do that to people, it's not only physically draining, it's mentally draining on you because it's just miserable. Yeah. You feel like you're stuck and you can't do anything. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Well, yeah. it panic sets couldn't. in. Well, That's panic what he did in. to me for 12 minutes today. Yeah, yeah. shocker. Well, but, panic, <laughs> but in your mind, panic sets in because you go, oh, fuck, man. Like, you know, you look at the time, you're like, God, that's a lot of points I'm down. I got to make something happen. So at that point, if you haven't done those mental reps and you haven't done the positional training that you should have been doing, and all you do, you can't just come in and just spar. Like, you have to like have a plan and do certain drills and certain positional training in order to be ready. And if you're not doing those things, like for example, he just ran and jumped on his foot and sat back and it's like, okay, like that, that, that was what you were going to go for. Like that's the, that was the plan. It's a Hail Mary. <laughs> right. And I get it. You know what I mean? But it was a, it was just a, it was a sloppy Hail Mary, you know? And at the end of the day, it cost you even, it cost you two points again because you let the guy come up on top, step out of the position and get on top of you. And that's, that's just how it goes. Yeah. So obviously you won that match. Mm-hmm. We get through. Now you're the fucking what? IBJJF 2021 Masters One Brown Belt Super Heavyweight World Fucking Champion. It's <laughs> like a long yep. goddamn title. I but, know it is. <laughs> a lot of qualifiers in that. <laughs> there yeah. is. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so when did when did that set in? Did you get like super amped, like get all excited, like you did after your armbar? Mm. So like holy shit, we did it. Or was it like, oh okay, well that's done. Yeah, it was more that. Um, really? I gave Mark a hug and I was like, yo, thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been different if everybody from the team was there. Like, oh, 100%. jumping around, yelling, screaming. 100%. But, like, yeah. it was Mark. Coach and I were here fucking losing our shit. We were yeah. jumping around. They're, like, Scaring the kids. There was, there was <laughs> the some kids mom. Are, the <laughs> kids are in here watching, like, what's going on? There, there was some mom here <laughs> with one of her kids. And, like, you guys are weird. Like, you have no idea. This is a big fucking deal. Yeah. This is huge. But, like, it was Mark and Lee. Yeah. And that's, that's all that was there to see it. Right. You know? Um, which I totally get it. Like everybody's got a life. Like I don't expect you guys to come out to Vegas just to watch. Fuck. What was it? Maybe two hours worth of competition. Um, but like it, it didn't really hit until I walked back in here on Tuesday. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I, you know, like the walk home or the walk home, the walk back to the hotel. I, I cut my foot pretty bad in the finals. Um, so I was like, Hey, I really need to go wash this off. Um, (laughs) so like the walk back, it was kind of like, a weight off my shoulders, but it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh my god, I'm like, oh, I'm a world champ. It was like, that was cool. It was fun. Um, you know, I got. I got well, it's funny because like coach was like, "Fuck, if I don't won that medal, I've been wearing that thing around all fucking weekend. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Every bar I would have gone to, like, oh. world fucking champ. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I told everyone I was like, I'd have went to the, I would have went to the fucking craps table, went up to it, but place your bets. I'd have thrown the medal out on it. <laughs> Wait, you don't take gold. I would have been hundred percent. I'll tell you, man. Like for from a from a coach's standpoint and like a a friend, you know, there's nothing there's nothing more enjoyable than seeing you know all this hard work, everything come to fruition, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that don't, that know about this place, that know about True BJJ, and they kind of have like a preconceived notion. And we've talked about that before. Like people, people are like, oh my God, you guys train really hard. Yeah. You guys are like brutal, you know, like a lot of people can't take the training. Uh, and that's fine, you know. And I, th- I don't think that it's that hard. I mean, I think it's hard, but I don't, I think there's gyms out there that are, 
just as brutal, if not way more brutal. Oh, yeah, of course. I think the standard is higher. Yeah, the standard for sure is higher. That's the difference. But in the area for hobbyists, for most people looking like, oh, well, I just want to do something and lose some weight or get involved with something because my kid's in it, so I'm going to do it. Like Our gym isn't necessarily going to appeal to those kind of people because – it it is tough. Yeah. Like it, it it is strenuous. Like there's lots of hard rounds and there's yeah. lots of yeah. really good people in yeah. here. And dare I say, any time that we see upper belts traveling, stop in, drop in, do whatever, like our blue our, belts usually our white beat the belts usually them. beat them up a little bit. Yeah. Like, let's be real honest here. Like yeah. it, it's like the guys in here are really really tough. Yeah. yeah it, but again, that's what Ben said. It's a standard, right? I mean, that's the stand. Like now, the standard is set. You know, we we've sent a guy to the biggest stage in, in the world who competed against some of the biggest yeah, teams yeah, in the world, yeah, and came home with a gold medal. You know, and that's the biggest thing. That's the only that's the only medal that we have in the gym. That's the only medal that hangs in the gym, because it's like a standard. You know, like if you go not, not that like a like an American Grappling Challenge isn't winning that a, an accomplishment. You know what I mean? You know, not that winning a Grappler's Quest isn't an accomplishment, but they're, they're we're like we have sent guys to higher level stages, and we've proven that we belong. So like. You know, like I said in that speech yesterday, if you guys want to get up on the wall, champions, like you guys got to freaking bring home medals from the IBJJF, from ADCC, and then we'll put that shit up on the wall because those are the ones that are the most important. As long as it's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't want to be like Plasic, be the the Craig Jones of the gym, as we call him. But uh, but no, man. I mean, as a as a as a coach, as a, an owner, you know, these things are it's huge because. It validates everything that we do. It validates all the for hard sure. drilling, all the hard sparring. It's not for anything. Or excuse me, it's not for nothing. Like I can't imagine going to an academy where you think that you know how to train or you think you train hard, and then you go out there and you get fucked up by someone who really does train hard. And maybe you belong to like a huge organization or maybe you don't, but that's a big, big thing with jujitsu is being prepared both physically and mentally when you go out there on the mat. Because if you go out there and you physically don't know what to do in certain positions, number one, it's dangerous. Yes. Know, but you're yes. just not prepared. And someone didn't prepare you for that. You know, it's the same thing I tell all these guys. I promise you, when you if you just come in here and you listen to what I tell you and just we're going to do these positional training drills, we're going to do this positional, posi- you know, whatever we're doing, like – whether we're escaping bad positions, we're passing the guard, we're sweeping, you know, we're escaping submissions. When you do that over and over again, your body just will move. Like you'll move on autopilot. You get stuck, you'll be all right. You know, that's why we do a lot of, you know, you're on the bottom, you're down by two points. You got two minutes, go. Because then you have to start moving. You have to think like, if I'm out here in a match, you really don't have that much time to think. I'm hoping that your body will just naturally move and you'll catch someone in a position that you're really good at doing. Single leg X. Half guard, X guard, something. Whatever you like to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, for a lot of us, uh, and we touched on this earlier, it just motivates people to want to do more. You know, people think like, oh, well, I want to go to, and it's nothing bad. It's like, you know, I roll with Ben all the time. Like, I want to go and, and, and compete like Brown. Brown wants to go and do, you know, the master's division. Hey, speaking of that specifically, I asked Devin that. Yep. Uh, oh, I told Debbie's got to defend my title. Probably next year. that next Wednesday when I saw him like an open mat, he was kind of off to the side and I said, "Hey, hey, come over here," because he wasn't rolling. And I said, "Hey, like, how does it make you feel about like wanting to compete, like having been gone out there and done so well, and knowing that you give him such hard rounds in the gym?" He's like, "Fuck it, I want to go out and compete." Like he was like, yeah. you, yeah. "I mean, you could like see it in his eyes." He's like, "Like, fuck, like I, I want to go out there now. Like I want to go yeah. do some of this shit." And I'm like. 
Oh shit, this but is gonna be good. That's like the cool Plazic. thing. Yeah, I mean, Plazic said the same thing. Yeah, you know, we, he, we feed off him each getting, other. Him getting ready, like Plazic getting ready, is what motivated him, and now John wants to go out and compete again. Yeah, you know, it just keeps going around and going around and going around. And but the thing is, it's being realistic too. You know, we might not always do great of course you know some guys could go out there and just have bad match or it just depends on who shows up yeah if, if you're a bad matchup for them yeah. mm-hmm. you might lose and be you gone could, you like could go okay, out and have well, a bad shit. match but the thing is that you're still going to be prepared yeah it just maybe just doesn't go your way you know i'm not going to be like oh you know we're going to go out and trash you know everyone that we come across that's not true no that's just not you know, feasible. that's that's being arrogant yes. you know but it's also saying like we're going to be prepared but even now like this is the thing i tell everyone is like you know if Ben wants to go and do Masters Worlds again, or, you know, Devin wants to go do, you know, uh, the Worlds of the Pans, the Chicago Open. John, same thing. Like, John's got to the finals of the Chicago Open as a Purple Bell, got silver. You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter. When The next time that we get ready to go anywhere, you're 0-0. You haven't won shit, and we're going to train like you haven't yeah, won fucking because, anything. Because all that that medal proves yeah. is that our yeah. small gym belongs yeah. in these yeah. kind of yeah. tournaments. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's... Because that's some people would poo-poo that because we're not one of the big names. We don't have no. hundreds of competitors no, and multiple yeah. world champions no. and whatever else. And it's like... It so helps. What? Oh, I know it yeah. helps. But we, it we, helps we, having we, a guy like we that. Obviously, we obviously... You guys obviously proved that you don't need all that no. to be a good grappler. The yeah. thing that they bring to the table like a world champion is they bring a certain level of mindset. They bring obviously certain techniques and they can just guide you through certain elements of the tournament that, you know, most for 99% of people in jujitsu have never experienced at that level. You know what I mean? Like they just know certain nuances and just very specific parts of competing that some people just don't understand. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I watch so much (laughs) jujitsu that like, it's not that that makes me a better competitor or better coach, but I'm very up to date on what positions are out there. Yeah, who's doing what, yeah, what's working. What to look out for, what teams do certain things. Like what teams do what teams play specific guards, what teams do specific passes, what submissions certain teams go for. Like GF team. You know, they're one of the most feared teams in the world. Like they're a ferocious team. Like their stand up is awesome like they're most of those guys have real real good takedowns their guard passing is like very dynamic so like they do a lot of like not only that cartwheel passing but they'll jump over your guard and shit they're very aggressive you know some some teams play more half guard um some teams are better closed guard some teams are better in the top position than the bottom position so it's just being very aware of what what's out there and just being prepared for you know if you have to come across it and making sure that we have good technique as well. That's the big thing, you know, making sure that we're passing correctly, our, our you know, um, our transitions are crisp and we're doing the right things in the transitions, you know, whether we're getting on the back and making sure we're getting into the collars to choke. If we're going after arms when we should, you know, if we're giving up positions in transition. So like, you know, if we spin to the back and we don't get it, but we land in the close guard, okay, that's fine. What do we do now? You know, so it's just making sure that you're very aware of, you know, what's going on at all time in the match. That's okay. super important. Fair enough. So after it's all said and done, tell me about Vegas. Because <laughs> I'm sure you guys went out to party. Uh it was it was actually I a lot more low key this. than I was than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Baby. Um <laughs> I text him like tell me you got hammered. He's like because I got hammered, and uh, <laughs> I was like, because I was the RJ that night. I was, uh, dude, I I drank like half a bottle of whiskey, 
And uh, I, I, I was like, dude, tell me you're trash. He goes, he's like, no, I had one beer and I went to bed, <laughs> which I totally understand. I mean, the guy had like five good matches, you know, and I totally understand, but I was dying laughing. Yeah. We, uh, now that first night, you know, Mark and uh, TK, who I was sharing the room with, um, they were competing the next day. So I was exhausted. The time, time change fucked me up. Um, I think I was up in, since like three that morning. So it's like, I'm going to bed. Fuck this. Um, had a, had a beer, went to bed, uh, went wandering around, watched a lot of, a lot of really good matches the next day. Um, and then, so in the course of, uh, Thursday, we, we had two world champions, uh, Grand Slam Dev also won and got his black belt. My life coach. On the, on the, uh, podium. Um, with this dude was, he was a gamer dude. He got his arm torn the first match. And then fought three, maybe four more matches with essentially one arm and won the gold. <laughs> this dude is a fucking G. So uh, we went out Friday night, celebrated that. Um, spent way too much money on a steakhouse. Jesus Christ. Where'd you go? Uh, Cleavers. Oh, okay. Cleavers off the strip. I'm surprised uh, Mark didn't take it to STK. No, it's I think he was co- trying to. Yeah, he, he, he loves going to, to STK Steakhouse in the Cosmopolitan. He loves it. Yeah. We had we actually had reservations for that. My favorite Saturday place is cut, cut in the Venetian. That's my favorite steakhouse in Vegas. <laughs> All right, so next year when you come to yeah, World no, Masters, yeah. we're going. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go to cut. Okay. Um, but yeah, we spent way too much money at that steakhouse, and then uh, I think we went to the Chandelier Lounge that night. Um, just kind of hung out, really low key, you know. Um. And then Saturday night, we did the same thing. We went out to a nice dinner. Uh, Sam had won. She lost in the finals or semis. She lost in semis, took third, came back and won the absolute, which was fucking dope. Um, So we had three world champions at the table then. Jesus. uh, Which is cool. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, we just hung out. Uh, Mark convinced me to stay an extra day. So that's why I was there Saturday night. and then, uh, yeah, just flew back on on Sunday. So it was it was more just hanging and hanging, like spending, having having dinner, eating. having laughing, having a good time. It wasn't so much like let's go out and party and no, celebrate, no clubs, and get loaded, and no clubs, all that kind of no blacking shit. out. No, 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 um, <laughs> amateur. But. Really didn't win then. Uh, <laughs> listen, I didn't have you guys to party really with. Who, what am win. I gonna do? Well, let's let's be real honest. We're gonna party tonight. That's, that's what's gonna oh, happen. Yeah. I'm, ter- we, we got, I'm terrified for the hangover tomorrow. We, we got the world you champ party be. tonight. <laughs> I'm not worried. I gotta drive home. So <laughs> he's already said I can crash in the spare room. Well, you better so. be. It's fucking your party yeah. for fuck's sake. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good time. Um, uh, that's an understatement of the world, sir. It was fun. It was a good time. Like it I'm was definitely a fucking going amazing back. time. It was. Yeah, you went out there. It was. You super came cool. back a fucking world champ. Got to hang out with Mark and the other guys. Like. Fucking three world champs, like Sam lost yeah. and went back in the absolute and kicked ass. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a fucking great weekend. It's not like it was an okay time. It was, it was yeah. No, it was a good no, time. But, like, but the reason I say it was a good time and not like, oh, my God, it was the best weekend of my life. Um, I didn't you guys, that. I didn't That's have rough. you guys. You yeah. know, like if you guys had come out and, you know, you were there, you know, like next year we've got at least three people that want to compete at Worlds that mm-hmm. are eligible to compete. And then we're going to make sure he comes. Yeah. Um, That's going to be a fucking party. Just get but, me all doped up before I go on the plane. Yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Um, you know, but like not having the guys there that helped and yeah. poured so much effort into, you know, getting me ready for this 
it did yeah. take a little bit of, of the party away. Okay. Um, that's so fair. Like, that's fair. So, like, yeah. walking in here Tuesday. That's like, what, because that's, that's, that's what it hit you. And that, that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, just hearing everybody, like, how excited they were. Yeah. Like, you know, that's when it was really like, okay, this is cool. And, like, for, I, I started enjoying training again for the first time in a month, <laughs> which yeah. was, yeah. it was really cool. Um, yeah. And that's when, you know, like I said, that's when it started to hit. Yeah. And obviously, we're going to make up for the lack yeah. of partying tonight. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember before you left, you know, you asked like, Hey, what is the competition going to be like, you know, compared to like the adult division? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I know some guys that have struggled more in the masters than they did in the adult. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I really couldn't tell you. So you're kind of going in blind. Like you really don't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, you really have no idea. But that's the thing about these big tournaments because anybody can show up. Right. So you, you just don't know who's going to be there. Well, the best thing is, is like a guy could show up that's a 25th seed and you could be a one seed, two seed, three seed and get your ass kicked. So your seed doesn't mean anything. That just means you showed up at more tournaments, competed more. Exactly. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like that just means like, yeah, you've gone to more tournaments, competed more, but that doesn't mean that you're. But not to mention, well, but those mean, tournaments are all dependent on who signs up for those. Who shows up to that? So you could have beat a bunch of slugs well, you won who were just one. locals. Yeah. Well, you could have won one match, yeah, got a gold medal, and then got you know, a bunch 20, of points. 20-some yeah. points, and then you jump up in the rankings, and then you could have went to another. Yeah. And Speaking of the rankings, kind of cool, winning Masters Worlds is a 7X tournament. So right now, I'm the number 12 ranked there you go. Masters Brown Belt. Plus. A seven X. What does that mean? So like, you get twenty seven points for winning an open. Yeah. You get twenty seven times seven for winning worlds. Winning oh shit! Yeah. So yeah. it jump up skyrocketed me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm number twelve in the world right now. There you go. Which is uh, kind of dope. Sir, you're number one in the world. Uh, well, until <laughs> <laughs> proven otherwise. I but, didn't win the absolute. So yeah. well, you didn't you know, need to because super heavyweight pretty much is the absolute. Those guys know. always I, fucking win. I'm still a little salty that I didn't do it. I kind of no, wanted to. Coach said it perfectly. It's like, why? It's like, you already won. You're already double, world champ. double gold, bro. Yeah, you can do that some other time. You know and, you no, he just didn't want to pay for springboards. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. You got to, yeah. The double gold was the, uh, the double gold was the deal. The, uh, but, yeah, man, no, there's definitely, you know, this idea when you guys are competing and doing these things and getting ready for these tournaments. And it's just it's putting in the time putting in the effort you know making sure that your your head's in the right spot because a lot of people say yeah i want to i want to go out and compete well why why do you want to go out and compete and do jujitsu like in a competition and for a lot of people they're kind of like well it's just something to do you have no business going out there and competing if that's your mindset it's just something to do that's not good because at the end of the day, you can come in here and train. That's something to do. Yeah. But competition is a mindset, especially if you're going to compete here under this team. Like, you're going to be ready to do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to tap into that, like, specific mindset and train like that, train that hard to be – and to truly get ready for it. Because it's it's a it's a task, man. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It it's took, very hard. It took probably it's three meant, weeks yeah, it's, to get there. Yeah. I, I knew the, the moment I snapped into it, we were all sitting on the wall. It was after – um, I think we were doing sixes and usually what would happen is we would do, I would get called to the middle. I would do a match or, you know, get shark tanked or whatever. Everyone would break off. I would do, we would do sixes and then everyone would go back on the wall and I would have one more match. So we had just finished with the sixes. It was like four, three or four sixes. And, um, I was up pacing. I was just like, fuck, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to kill somebody. And at that point, I was like, okay, I know I'm ready. <laughs> now we just have to maintain that yeah. for two more weeks. But 
Yeah, like 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 Shannon saying, the the mindset is the biggest thing. You know, being up there, being confident in what you're doing, being comfortable, pretty much anywhere anybody puts you, and knowing that even if you get swept, who gives a shit? There's time on the clock. Exactly, and that's why, like when you got swept that first time, and you, you like when you would come back to the gym, like oh, my coach freaking out. Like no, he wasn't at all. It's like there's plenty of time left. Like we know what to do. We're gonna be fine. Uh, I ain't scared, homie. No, all you'll right. be fine. All right, well, let's wrap this bitch up. we got a big party to go to tonight for Ben. We're all going to get wasted. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Coach, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I mean, like I said, man, you know, for us as a team, as a gym, you know, it's a huge accomplishment, you know, Ben winning this tournament, you know, winning, being a Masters World Champ. You know, as a coach, I I can't even describe to you, like, how happy it makes me. You know, it's – when you – I for me, like, never competing, you know, and, uh, you know, I've competed in jiu-jitsu before, but not for a long time. And, you know, when you become a coach and a, a gym owner, you don't have to take a backseat to competition if you don't want to. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I gave up competition because of the gym. I just don't do it anymore just because I just, I, I'm just not in that mindset to do it anymore. Maybe I'll get back to it. I don't know. But. Well, I know Marks keep pushing you. Yeah, as a, but just as please a, don't, yeah. please don't go super heavyweight. <laughs> but, as a, but as a coach, but as a coach, you know, I would rather have a world champ, student, and teammate, and friend over myself any day. You know, I I could care less if I ever got that. But if people that train with me and you know train at my gym get there, I'll take that any fucking day over mine. Oh. Any day. Even if it was like adult black belt world title, I wouldn't care. I would take a master's, a juvenile, whatever, champ over. And not even a world champ, just a Chicago Open, Boston, Houston, Nashville, whatever. Any any local, any regional, you know, whatever, I'll take that any day. So it's it's definitely a huge accomplishment. And like I said, you know, as a team, it's done nothing but, you know, motivate people more, which is what we want. You know, we want people to come in this gym every day and be motivated because what we do obviously works. And we've proven that. Yeah. You know, I got a bunch of texts and messages from people that, you know, that are local gyms to the Ohio area and and some outside. And they're like, hey, man, you know, congrats on having your first world champ. You know, that's awesome. Because, trust me, there are plenty of gyms around here. They ain't fucking got one. Yeah. They don't have a fucking Masters World Champ. They got fucking, maybe they went and got smoked in the first round or whatever. Maybe they went out and didn't even compete. But, you know, for us, we got one. It's huge. Yeah, just a little bit. Ben, closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just thank you to everybody that made this possible. You know, Shannon, Timmy, Devin, Ty, Brian, Gibby, Neptune, Tony. I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but, you know, everybody in this gym for just taking the time out. You know, pretty much their training stopped for like a month so they could pour pour their energy in. So. Yes. You know, from but the bottom be, of my heart, thank but you. To be a good teammate, and, that's what's required. And that's and I'm sure they were happy to do it and they do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like now it's my time to give back. You yeah. know, I'm excited to to try and pull people up, you know, you know, get to see them on the podium. Because like Shannon's saying, like even as a training partner, I'm so much I'll be so much more excited watching somebody get gold around their neck. You know? So, you know, it was an awesome experience. You know, I'm definitely doing it again. Um, but you know, can't do without this team. So thank you to everybody. Fair enough. Well, and obviously, congratulations. This is a, a huge deal. It's uh, not just huge for you, but it's huge for the gym. And it's going to spawn a lot of people to start doing higher level competitions and not just local stuff. Whereas 
a lot of guys in this gym like to go to local competitions where that's fine, but it's it's different to want to go to a bigger venue yeah. and, and risk traveling to another city and getting a hotel to maybe be one and done and not get a bunch of rounds in. Yeah. So that's a big a daunting thing for a lot of people, but I think that that metal on the wall is going to encourage a lot of people, especially people who probably haven't even stepped in foot here, especially the kids. Yeah, I hope who, so. Who don't realize it yet. So it's it's a huge, huge deal. Yeah, I hope so. So very cool. Very proud of you, sir. All right. Well, uh, that is all we have time for this week, obviously. So thank you guys so much for sitting down. I know it's a crazy day. And we've been trying to do this for, not, for a little while here, but we finally sat down and got it done. So I appreciate it. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. It was so great to sit down with Ben and hear him talk about Masters Worlds. And obviously now you all know that he is the 2021 Masters 1 Brown Belt Super Heavyweight World Champion. And it's so awesome to have that uh, kind of level of accomplishment at the gym. You know, uh, I know that Ben had talked about how he went out there and he fought and some of the guys weren't as tough as he kind of thought they were going to be and some of them did things that they that he didn't expect and all that kind of stuff but all in all he's like hey honestly i had harder training rounds in the gym and coach talks about that all the time it's like you're going to have a harder time training in here than you are in most competitions that's that's the idea is we're going to get you ready to go out there to fight and luckily it was just it was ben's day he had a great day you know, he obviously had a good matchup against all the different opponents, and, and he came home the world champ, and he earned that, and it was awesome to watch. I'm so glad that I actually uh, had the day off and was over with Coach at his house, and we actually got to see all of Ben's matches. That was uh, It was a magical day, to, to, say the le- to say the least. And uh, if you guys are still listening, thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, the biggest thing we can do right now if you want to support the, the show is to go out and leave it a five-star review. So please, wherever you are listening to this, go out and leave the show a five-star review. Tell your friends, uh, share it on social media, do all that kind of good stuff, and let's get it bumped up in the rankings, and hopefully we can get new people listening to the show. And as of recently, we have a way for you guys to contact the show. You're welcome to go to uncensoredhumanity.com and fill out the Contact Us form. You can also send us an email at uncensoredhumanitypodcast at gmail.com. And those will end up in inbox. You guys can ask us any questions you have, uh, maybe any comments for the show or uh, topics you'd like us to cover. Or, uh, as I always say, uh, any questions you have for our regular guests, get those in and we will get those answered on the show. But that is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. <laughs>